When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry, next to Austin Huff. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. Follow the podcast on the on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, we are Tighten Up Pod. On Instagram, Tighten Up Podcast. Also, always go follow A to Z Sports on all your social media platforms. Yeah, everyone's got a podcast and everyone's got a like social media for their podcast. And it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Just tweet out the link every time you come out? No, like we tweet some and, and we post on Instagram some really fun stuff. It, it'll If you're a Titans fan, you'll love the follow. Just let me say that, okay? Uh, not to toot our own horn, I guess. But guys, we've got a really fun sode coming your way today. And you know why? Because we're going old school with it. No guest, just Jack and I tickling your earlobes for the next, uh, you know, hour or so uh, with some Titans talk and and mostly jokes, uh, but some Titans talk uh, and uh, kind of like we did like when we first got started. It's you know, it's it's kind of like we're back in the honeymoon phase there, Jack. Yeah, a little Back to the Future almost. Um, it's gonna be fun. We don't have a guest this week, but that's okay. We're the two best guests we've ever had. So yeah, I think hey Jack, work. Jack, will you be the guest on um on my podcast? Yeah, if you'll be the guest on mine. This is <laughs> the Uncle it. Jack Entry and Uncle Austin Huff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we we were also got a clowny watch update. We're going to talk about if the Titans could be a candidate for Jamal Adams. What? Mm. I obviously ended that sentence with a question mark. Uh, Mariota. Marcus Mariota, remember him? Yeah, he got engaged. Cole McDonald, uh, his the new Marcus Mariota, he got signed. And John Harbaugh disagrees with Lamar Jackson's comments. We're going to hit all of that. Plus, we've got emails and a Remember the Titan to cap it off. But before we get to Tuppin, let me talk to you about TennesseeTickets.com. The only place to trust with your money on the secondary ticket market a lot of talk right now. The NFL is like, are we even going to play games? Or well, the, they're they're probably going to play games. But the question is, will we have fans in the stands when we do? It doesn't matter when it comes to TennesseeTickets.com because they will give you a hundred percent back guaranteed money back claim. I I, I don't know if that made sense. Hundred percent guaranteed money back claim if the games get canceled. Other ticket sites they don't do that. And I'm looking at you, StubHub. And and Seat Geek and Ticketmaster and all those other lamos out in the out out there in the universe. No, TennesseeTickets.com says we'll give you all your money back. Plus, they got great prices, free tailgates, food and bar for all Titans home games that do allow fans, and they've got awesome customer service. Plus, you're supporting local, which is what you should be doing right now. Use code Titans twenty for twenty dollars off your Titans tickets. And with that said, let's talk Titans. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. 
What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is June 24th, 2020. And uh, I will say this, before we start, just want to say that Jack and I are shooting up some prayers for former Titans D-lineman Josh Evans. He was recently diagnosed with cancer back in January and um, in cancer in one of his kidneys and underwent a 13-hour surgery. And he's he's fighting the fight through that. And um, in an interview with the Titans, he said, and I quote, I'm not going to give up regardless of the news I get. I just want everyone out there uh, talking to God for me, if they will. Please pray for me. Talk to God for me. Um, and I just want to say, Josh, dude, we'll be praying for you, man, brother. Praise Tighten the up, hell yeah. up. Yeah. Tighten the hell up. Like you are a Titan through and through and was actually drafted with the Tennessee or the, the Houston Oilers back in the day and then made the move over. So, um, Josh, man, keep fighting, dude. Keep fighting. Get through this. I, I want to see you slam that sore down as the 12th Titan in a uh, future home game. Oh. Um, but with all that said, uh, we start. Every single week, this episode with the latest and greatest news on the Clowny Watch saga. So let me send it down to my guy, Jack Gentry, my colleague, my partner in crime, my PIC, for the latest and extremely important update on Clowny Watch 2020. Jack, what you got for us? Yeah, Austin, Clowny Watch is over. Wait, r- really? No, it's not over, but nothing's really happened lately. It's, it's kind of like when you're a little kid and you're playing around with maybe like a, maybe there's a dead bug in the kitchen or whatever. You, you get a little stick, you poke at it. You just want to see it move a little bit. Want to see, yeah. want to see something, you know, happen to the thing. We just want to see some news. We need Clowney to move. We need him to do something. I, I'll say this, this is a podcast, so you couldn't see the look on my face, but I, I it was a pure look of flabbergastation when jack said that clowny watch was over because let me just say this i and jack you and i joked right our podcast started right around the time quarantine started right around the time this global pandemic just spread to dangerous levels in in america yeah and um which i i is that our fault maybe well we can debate that another day but since this podcast has launched was around the time it was also around the time that nfl free agency started which was also the time jadavian Clowney became available right in the middle of march yes and you and i joked early on saying you know uh, i don't know if jadavian Clowney is going to sign before this global pandemic ends and we we kind of said it as a joke knowing that like jadavian Clowney is probably going to sign before this global pandemic ends but here we are uh, June 24th, and I'm thinking, you know, it's quite possible that the global pandemic ends before Jadavian Clowney signs. Yeah, that sucks to hear or even to say, <laughs> but um, no, that's that's a definite possibility at this stage. Clowney's not budging. The coronavirus is is back. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it's upsetting. I think what I'm, I think basically what I'm just getting at is what I'm asking is, is there a vaccine for Clowny Watch? Because I would much rather inject that into my system right now than one for for COVID. I don't care. It's definitely not bleach, right? You don't inject (laughs) bleach into yourself to cure Clowny Watch. It might be. Should we try it? (laughs) We gotta, we we gotta, maybe we ask Dr. Fauci about it, maybe in his email section. Oh, man. Now, from one, I guess, potential free agent to one, 
to another guy that wants to be a free agent. I read a headline this week, and unlike most people, I actually clicked on the article. You know, I feel like in this day and age, people just read headlines and they're like, well, I read that article. But no, like I actually clicked on it, it with most most headlines on the Internet. You can click on them and there's actually more details there's to the story. Inside of it. It's incredible. Right. You, you don't it's, just go straight to the comments either. You, you, you read it and then you have a comment, maybe. Right. It's insane. It Like it's, it's just a I feel like it's a lost art. Um, and so I clicked on the link on this headline, a headline that read. And I quote, Titans named, quote, sneaky candidate for Jamal Adams trade. All right. So I clicked on this article for two reasons. Obviously, ever since I heard Jamal Adams was available, I thought about the Titans making a run for him. Okay. You know, like, like we always talk about Jack, like I always think of players in two-tone blue, whether they make sense or not. You it's know, how we operate on this podcast. You see a free agent. He's a Titan for that time. Right. And when you come to your senses later, but yes, every single time <laughs> yeah. you see someone available, you picture him in a Titans jersey. Yeah, immediately you just try and justify it. And you're like, oh, this could work. You know, oh, the Titans could sign Aaron Rodgers right now. You know, like that would make sense. Like Aaron he Rodgers would be happy. He'd be, a, he'd be a great Titan. Right. Yeah, his brother used to play in Nashville. Let's bring him and, to Nashville. Then, you, know, then, like, just, you do the math. You're like, oh, but his brother has a house here, so that's definitely out yeah, of the question. That, uh, yeah, no, he's not <laughs> living in the same area code as his brother uh, or anyone in his family for ma- that matter. Um, but yeah, so so I started thinking about Jamal Adams, and, and to me, this one actually can make sense. Um, but I also clicked on it because... I want to know what the definition of sneaky candidate is. <laughs> like, like, what does that mean? Is John Robinson, you know, like, like how, peering like, behind a door maybe, or like yeah. into Jamal Adams agents, like windows. Yeah. He's, he's in the bushes at the jets facility, just peering out, you know, <laughs> and they're like, the wait a sneaking around the discussion amongst Jamal Adams. And you just see, you pan to John Robinson, just like with his binoculars and bushes across the street. Right. It's like an old Scooby-Doo commercial. Like, you know, Adam Gase just rips off the mask off of, uh, oh, let's see who you really are. And they're like, John Robinson, you mean from the old amusement park? Like, that's the way I view a sneaky candidate. Um, but so I clicked on the article and um, it was actually referencing a piece written from pro football focus, Eric Eager. And I'm just going to read you what Eric Eager wrote. So he was the one who kind of got this sneaky candidate talk going. He wrote, and I quote, Lastly, a team not on Adam's list, but worthy of consideration, is the Tennessee Titans. While many, like the Colts in the AFC South, we actually consider Tennessee the favorite. Okay, first of all, let me stop mm-hmm. it right there. Did I mention that Eric Eager is my favorite pro football focus writer? I he like just got some cool points. He definitely <laughs> just got some cool points. Eric, I'm I'm I love you, dude. If you wrote a book right now, I would I would buy it on Amazon. Uh he continued, and with 20 million in cap space and a quarterback who will likely be around long enough to thwart any need to take one in the first round of next year's draft, they are a here it comes sneaky candidate to see the most bang for their buck should they pair Adams with all pro Kevin Byard. I will also add, I love that Eager put the all-pro title in front of Kevin Byard because that is often forgotten amongst NFL 
people that Kevin Byard is as good as he is and indeed an all pro. Look um, at you, Deion Sanders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Deion. Uh Kevin Byard is not just a fan. Okay, Jack, let me let me let me paint an image in your head real quick. Kevin Byard and Jamal Adams in the same defensive backfield. Okay, now let me paint an image in your head. Kevin Byard okay. and Jamal Adams as your, as your starting safeties, yep. and then nine undrafted free agent rookies in front of them because you can't afford to pay anyone else. That's how that's how I think oh. about this. Oh, it, cool. You can't spend thirty million dollars on your safeties. That's ridiculous. You spend thirty oh, million dollars cool. on your quarterback. Oh, Mr. Real Realistic uh, Sorry, Theory Guy. Logic to this conversation. I, for I wasn't even able to put on the 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 light blue, the powder blue pants on Jamal Adams before you just shot down yeah. every, I tried on just... a sock and it just didn't fit. And, <laughs> was... and now here I am with undrafted free agents on the Titans defense and maybe like a 35 year old Andy Dalton throwing picks left and right as a quarterback because they can't afford a, re- a, a quarterback who actually can produce any type of success. Look, Christian Fulton is, Christian Fulton's going to produce for the next few years. You'll have him at his like, you know, his quote unquote rookie second rounder rate um, before he, you know, goes off and gets like Tyran Matthew type money. So like you're set there and then all you got to do is fill the other, the other cornerback spot, right? Like that's, that's never been uh, a problem for the Titans. (laughs) A team who's signed Bleedy Ray Wilson and Paris Cox. (laughs) Yeah, but they also let, uh, Oh man, do you remember when Alteron Werner was uh was a he he a had cornerback? Some good days. He had a few. Good oh, he days. was great with the Titans, and then he yeah. went to Tampa and didn't did not replicate that. And I honestly think he would have. I'm one of those guys that I think if he would have stayed in Nashville, he would have continued the the trajectory he was on. But um, that's also just naivety and extreme bias on my part. But I just. <sighs> Yeah, and you're right. It, Jamal Adams would cause cost a lot of money, probably be a headache. But man, I I just like being sneaky candidates for that's, for that's big name big name guys. Yeah, like that's where they've been in the past. It's it's rare that they're ever a front runner like they are with Clowney. Right, so, right. This is kind of a, a back to your roots situation. And to me, it it also has a lot of clowniness to it in the sense that. Yeah, it's it will cost you, and it'll probably cost you more than you would want to, and or like should be paying. But it's you're also getting one hell of an athlete, and you're getting a guy that will make the defense one of the best in football, in my opinion. Um, the only problem is, and and you are right in the sense that like you would have to trade for him. What do you even give up? Oh, like, what do you give much. up for a piece like that? Like, you probably have to give up draft picks which with the way john robinson has drafted proved to be more valuable than you know most teams probably put stock into mm-hmm. um so you're so, losing those pieces i yeah, yeah. The, and he won't he won't part with those jamal adams a jamal adams trade would would happen with a team who whose window to win a super bowl isn't wide open i say that because most teams with super bowl windows that are open don't have a ton of money to spend like that and, right. and you also look at his list. He has an eight-team list. <laughs> yeah. That's not a um, list. That's an yeah. entire league, pretty much. 
And you know, me, me with my head in the clouds over here, I wasn't going to get to that just yet because the Titans aren't one of those eight teams on his list. He listed, he listed a quarter of the NFL and the Titans didn't make it. Um, which is a little bit of a buzzkill and almost all of his teams are playoff teams, which is a little bit more of a buzzkill. Um, what are you trying to say? Jamal Adams? I know like Jamal, like, I play a little more Madden or something. Get get familiar. Like understand. Like they're the Titans are legit, right? Could you, I, could I, you imagine how easy Jamal Adams' job would would become if he was next to Kevin Byard? I don't understand why that's not an attractive option. Look, I understand that it's it's tough to make everything work with with Jamal Adams and money and everything. But wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be a pipe dream of his to to play next to a safety at, at KB's caliber? Yeah, right. Like it's kind of it's kind of like that NBA model of where every like all the greats just want to play with the other greats. Mm -hmm. Um, Super team. Yeah. So why would you not want that in football? That's a great point. And oh, and there's also one other snag that I really didn't want to get to. But since we're talking about snags in this (laughs) in this dream scenario. The Jets are reportedly not interested in dealing their all pro safety. So even <laughs> even that, so I guess, yeah, maybe we should have led with that. <laughs> maybe that was, you know, that's kind of like the fine print in this, uh, you know, you could win $50,000, but they're know, not willing to give $50,000 to you. Too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's a, you know, it's a one in a billion chance and uh, we'll pay you in $5 increments over the next a hundred thousand years. Um, Real quick before we move on, because I don't want to spend too much time on Jamal Adams, but he's kind of in a similar boat as Clowney uh, because he's looking for more money from the Jets. Well, the Jets don't even know for sure if the NFL season will happen. I understand that it's likely, but they don't understand if it will happen, how much money they'll make from it. And so they're a little reluctant to pay uh, a guy like Jamal Adams the amount of money he's looking for, which is probably upwards of $15 million. So, and that's the same thing with Clowney, right? You you don't know if he's healthy or not yet because you can't conduct a team physical and you're a little skeptical on whether or not he's worth it without seeing the results of that physical. So coronavirus has has kind of thrown both of those guys through a loop and their current situations with teams and everything. Hang on. You mean to tell me that this global pandemic has, has screwed up people's plans? If you can believe it, it it has. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Like what else are you going to tell me about this thing? Um, Tired of it. it, Yeah. The only solace I take in this whole fact, just to kind of put a bow on this Jamal Adams talk is the fact that the Titans are going to get Jadavian Clowney and he's going to play safety for them. So that's right. right. He's going to play in the defensive backfield with his picks. It's not the first time that that's been brought up on this podcast. Oh no, no, that's our plan for when, when Jadavian Clowney signs with the Titans that he's, he's going in the defensive backfield. We just, that'll be, you have to figure out how to fill the holes on the defensive line. Still no team would ever run slants, which is like 90% of what Phillip Rivers throws. So the Titans (laughs) win the AFC South. Yeah, that's two games right there where there's no throws across the middle. Um, speaking of uh, unable to throw across the middle, that's not what we were talking about. But uh, Marcus Mariota, oh, or should I say, <laughs> sorry, was that a bad segue? That was mean. Oh, I didn't mean that. Um, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Marcus Mariota. Gosh, goodness, that is just weird to say. Not 
not just Marcus as a Raiders quarterback, but the fact that the Raiders are in Vegas and, and the fact that Marcus is now in Vegas. Like that's probably the weirdest part of it, of saying that whole phrase anyway, but Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, Marcus Mariota and his longtime girlfriend, Kyomi cook. They got engaged over the weekend. So shout out, uh, Shout out Marcus. Shout out um Congratulations. him getting engaged. Yeah. I will say it is a little fitting that he would get a ring after he left the Titans, but you oh, know, man. it's it's uh it's typical, you know. He's not the first to do it, probably will not be the last. But it is when when you when you do put it that way, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, Marcus Mariota. Uh, the first thing I picture is Marcus Mariota downstairs at like the Bellagio playing at like the $10 table limit, you know, right, right. very conservative, not, not willing to take many risks. Just yeah. And he's, and he's only betting. Red. Yeah. He's only betting red or black at the roulette ta- mm-hmm. at the roulette wheel. That's uh, or odds and evens, but he never, he never puts the chips out in the, <laughs> out of the big numbers. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. I, I also find it funny that he left Nashville and immediately gets engaged, which has got to be like the most Vegas thing ever, right? Like, are they going to get married at one of those little chapels, one of those drive-through trap chapels? But maybe there's a bachelorette uh, situation where where she comes back, and maybe Marcus comes back on a one-year deal down the road. I don't know. I'm Ooh. proposing it. It is the bachelorette capital of America. You're proposing it. Too. I like it. Yeah, it's something to think about. Nice play on words there too. Um, yeah, so Kyomi Cook was a midfielder on the women's soccer team uh, at Oregon from 2011 to 2014. That's where they met. Um, I don't remember. Was I, I, I mean, I guess they were dating while he was here in Nashville. Um, you I was hear a lot about Marcus Mariota's personal <laughs> life. He was, he was a recruit. To be honest with you, I didn't know he had a personal life. I legitimately just thought his entire life was his work, was football. Or like FaceTiming his family. Yeah. Eating, eating like a virtual dinner maybe. Um, I mean, not to go too far down the road here, but do you think they'll have a band or a DJ at their wedding? DJ. I think DJ, yeah. right? I, I well, don't know what I, he'll be playing. He, he may be playing like bluegrass or something very strange, but I don't know. <laughs> I was That's thinking, a good, a good question. See, I was thinking band, but I could also see him going DJ. And if he, if he goes DJ, you know, it's going to be one of those DJs like with his own light setup. You know, like with, but with only one, um, one of those like multicolored balls that shoots out the lights and maybe, maybe one laser thing on the other end. And then, um, and it, this, this DJ is going to play cha-cha slide, not once, but twice throughout the reception. <laughs> like it's, and, and, and the second time he plays it, people are going to be like, didn't he, didn't he already play this? Like, is what, that not, what are the odds? What are the odds set? to where Marcus Mariota gets injured at his own wedding. Ooh. Or, or yeah, the, he's very injury prone. He is. Yeah, he is very injury prone. Or the odds that it, the garter toss falls incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> is that? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not I, ruling it out. Uh, you know, his completion percentage was never an issue. No, but no. maybe maybe the garter toss is is a little closer. Maybe it's a five yard garter toss, right? Which you can't the blame passes, the, like, the passes that Mariota's typically are successful in making, right? And and garters are hard to throw, which makes it like they're harder to throw than footballs, 
which doesn't help the case that he couldn't. <laughs> he had trouble throwing some footballs. Um, no, Marcus, we love you. We do, and we're happy for you. I, I look, we we we're having fun. We're laughing because we're masking the pain that is inside of us right now because we miss Marcus. He was great. This is a very pro Marcus podcast, and very pro just, Marcus. We even came after Joe Dubin. Who made those made the made the turkey comments about Mariota? We right. we've got his back. We've got Mariota's oh, back. Mar- Marcus, we got your back. Um, can we be groomsmen in the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I mean, all right. We can answer that later, Marcus. <laughs> you can get back to us later on that. Um, speaking of quarterbacks from Hawaii, Cole McDonald agreed to terms with the Tennessee Titans. Um, is this officially the passing of the Tiki Torch? Yeah, I think it has to be right. Uh, yeah. Four-year deal is intense. I mean, you, it, it is a rookie contract. There's not a whole lot of risk involved. He's a seventh rounder. Yeah, but Marcus tie, Marcus had what five five years or five I years think, with I an option. He, I think it was five years with an option. And but to to kind of tie it into Marcus, are the Titans now getting engaged to Cole McDonald? I think. See, there's lots of uh, right, Marcus. Marcus got engaged or got Marcus proposed and Cole McDonald got signed. I, you know, it might've been because I think it was, I think Cole McDonald signed over the weekend and Marcus definitely signed or, or or, Cole McDonald got signed first. And Marcus said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to rebound. This is my rebound. I'm getting married to a person. I think it was the other way around. I think, I think the Titans saw the engagement photos on Facebook and the next day they were like, Where's Cole McDonald? We're signing him now. You know, is is kind of like a you know it's when because it, whenever you see like your ex get engaged on Facebook, you're like, oh, I gotta post a photo of me with a female quickly. You know, <laughs> I gotta post a photo of me with a significant other, or at least like a a photo of me out at the bars with a girl's arm around my waist, just to you know, just to kind of counter. It's it's chess, not checkers, when it comes to posting I things like on the, social media. And so I think the Titans saw Marcus Mariota and him having love and success already in Las Vegas. And they were like, Oh crap, we need, we need to show them. We got a new quarterback from you know, the Titans played like the, the bitter X. I we like to, show- I like to picture John Robinson in his office, just scrolling on Twitter. Oh, Marcus <laughs> Mariota got engaged. Just puts his head out the door. Cole McDonald, my office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, we, look, Cole, look, we think you should sign this deal. And he's like, do you really think I'm worth uh, like three, 3.4 million over four years? And they're like, we don't care. Just Doesn't sign matter. it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, okay. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think I'm worth that much, but if you guys, they're like, we just want to get a deal done. All right. And we want to get it up on Facebook ASAP. <laughs> Has to be today. Yes. <laughs> Quick. Now take a photo with me. What? Is this commonplace <laughs> with, with most? Put with your arm around. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Christian Fulton signed, I don't I don't remember seeing a picture with him hugging you, John. Like I this is weird. <laughs> no, it was definitely a rebound situation for the Titans. And well, it, even if it wasn't, that's that's what it was. Right, right. Even if it wasn't, that's exactly what it was. Um, okay, so last week, if you remember, 
Lamar Jackson had those quotes that we we kind of dove into. He was talking about how he underestimated the Titans, which I both loved and hated at the exact same time. I love the fact that just because like the Titans got one over the NFL MVP and completely he he played amazing in that game. They didn't shut him down, but they shut the Ravens down in that game. And he said, yeah, we underestimated the Titans. We kind of looked past them, but we're going to make sure we never do that again, which was to a double-edged sword um, Titans pun that the, that Lamar is now like a sleeping giant. It's like, okay, great. Now he's going to be laser focused all next season. And it's not going to be fun if the Titans have to face him again. Now, Oh, and hit the quote was, or part of the quote was, he quote, don't, he said, don't underestimate your opponents. They caught us by surprise. That's all it was. Yeah. Now, obviously, John Harbaugh was asked about this. Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh. And he was asked, you know, did your guys underestimate the team? And he said, uh, and I quote, I don't think we took them lightly, personally. We just didn't play well. If you want to go back and rehash it, we can. But we're going to try and become a better team in that circumstance at the end of the season. Just like we tried to become a better team throughout the season, and we were very successful with that. Now, I'm going to... I got beef with this. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go deep into my vernacular for this one, to respond to this one. Like, I'm talking mid to late 90s with uh, my verbiage on this. But uh, no doy... Of course, John Harbaugh is going to say that about his team. Oh, no, we we didn't underestimate them. No, no, no. He was just joking. Like, that was a lie. Like, no, of course he's going to say that because what head coach is going to agree with this quarterback and say, yeah, no, we totally underestimated him. I didn't do my job, and I I had, our, like, our guys underestimated him. Of course. This is the most, this is the most like, I'm almost kind of mad at the journalist who asked him about this because, of course, you're going to get that answer. You gave him an opportunity to save himself from Lamar Jackson's comments, which may have been honest. Look, I, I don't full fledged. I don't. I don't agree with everything that Lamar said. But if you're John Harbaugh and in the second quarter you're going for a fourth down inside your own forty in a playoff game, you do not respect your opponent. Right. Yeah, so that's a great. They, oh, that's a great. Point. Maybe they didn't underestimate them, but they definitely didn't show the Titans the respect that they had deserved and earned getting up to that point. Yeah, that and that's a. That, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a fantastic point. That they did not just with the really and not even just in that fourth down call. Really, the entire game, their play calling, just showed you that they had little to no respect for the Titans. And they thought, okay, this is oh fourth and inches. Yeah, let's get that. Which I mean, most teams are going to be aggressive there, but there were multiple times they what the Titans stopped them on fourth down three times. Uh, yeah, at least. And if you do your homework, you 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 go back to the game against the Chargers. The Titans won a game on a goal line stand. They're great in defensive short yardage situations. Right. So so you either didn't prepare or you underestimated them. It's it's one of the two, and I I think it was underestimating. Are you old enough to remember no doy? Basically, just a way of saying no duh. Yeah, no doy was like the eight year old insult where you you make your friend look really dumb. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm just I just didn't know I didn't know if that was like if that died if that in a way getting killed off or or what. I'm glad it's still around. It's still around, but in a way, John Harbaugh is kind of an eight year old because his brother drinks milk at every dinner. 
So yeah, and he has sleepovers with recruits, <laughs> kickers. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the uh, which I and that this is a total John Harbaugh move of like trying to defend someone saying something stupid because he probably has to do that all the time with his brother. <laughs> yeah, and you know who should actually have sleepovers with kickers is Mike Vrabel. We need we need Mike Vrabel to have a, a weird sleepover with a kicker. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> Just so the Titans can have a reliable kicker for once. Maybe it's Justin Tucker. Maybe it comes full circle. Could you imagine Mike Vrabel just spending the night at anyone's house? <laughs> like, like what do you, what do you, like, hey man, so I got some, my mom's got some pretzels in the pantry. Like, like, what do you, do you watch a movie? Do you watch like the Ernest movies? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do with Mike Vrabel at your house at a sleepover. We, oh, that that is a good question. I don't know, but I definitely would feel more comfortable if I was a recruit with Rabes sleeping over. Oh, without question, Jim Harbaugh. Yes, yes, yes. Without question, I do not want a guy that drinks milk with his steak uh, spending the night in the same bonus room as me. I want give me Mike Vrabel. In fact, I would actually go to Mike Vrabel's house to spend the night. Do you see his basement? Do you see all those video games he's got? Those. You know, big buck shooter. Um, all the cool games at the dentist office that you play because you're super nervous before you go in there. He's got all like, of them. And you don't even have to shut the door when you go poop there. So, I mean, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> what other house would you even want to sleep in? Not even your own. Like, I mean, go, go to the Vrabel's house. If you're a good kicker, actually do that. <laughs> yes, if you're a kicker. All right, so any kickers listening to this podcast, please just go over to Mike Vrabel's house, okay? And or invite him to yours. Either yeah. way. And then, who knows? Maybe you'll be a sneaky candidate to become the Titans' next kicker. <laughs> On a long list of a quarter of the entire league. <laughs> um, we are we are absolutely flying through this episode, but it's I'm having a blast. Um, l- let's get to some emails. And when I say emails, I mean email, because this email is from our guy, Kenny Blanco and we teased it last week. <laughs> last week we, we we promised we would get to emails and spoiler warning we did not get to emails and Kenny has been like we've been sitting on this Kenny Blanco email for probably 3 or 4 weeks now and it's first of all and it's a great email which is why we've we've held it over. If it was a bad email we would have just nixed it. What, what what kind of steak would you prefer? A steak that's been marinating for a day or I mean not a day an hour or a, a steak that's been marinating for 3 weeks? Uh, I, honestly, I don't know the right answer to that, but <laughs> we're going to go with the marinated 3 week steak. I was going to say yeah, I I, I would have gone with the wine analogy, but um but yeah, steak I'm glad you said marinated and not yeah. cooked because that would have yeah. been extremely well done if it was just cooked for, for that long. No, it'd be um, tough. It'd be a hard and steak. we should have gone with the wine analogy because his last name is Blanco. I feel like that's a very wine, wine missed, name. That right? was a missed opportunity by me. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you're my, my partner to, to come in and correct my, my oversights <laughs> on my, my marinated steak analogies. No doy. Um, so Kenny Blanco writes his email. He's always oh, got a Titans dumpster dive for us. So his email reads, my Titans dumpster dive. Sweetness Jr., a.k.a. Jared Payton. Uh, he also has a Remember the Titan, which that's a great dumpster dive, by the way, Jared Payton, which we're going to get into this in just a second. Um, but uh, my Remember the Titan, Robert Smith. Remember they used to sell a stuffed bear with his jersey way back in the days. 
And then he he said, I already follow you guys and everything, A to Z Sports. Oh, thanks, Kenny. Um, yeah, Kenny, dude, Kenny. Uh, IG, Twitter account, Kenny Blanco underscore PR. So, Kenny, first of all, thank you for the email. That's awesome. Um, Titans fans, go follow Kenny Blanco. He's actually pretty active on Twitter. He's, he's not bad. Yeah, which, yeah, if you're a Titans fan, follow other Titans fans on Twitter because there's one heck of like a Titans community online building and it needs to be stronger. Kind of like how Jack and I have, I've talked about like it, it, the, the core is strong and it's awesome. And if you're in there, you know how great Titans Twitter is. Um, but it should be stronger and bigger to get that, earn that respect around the league. Um, and just make the army of Titans fans. I want to, I want Titans Twitter to be as strong as Vol Twitter. And yeah, but, I, but but much more intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Vandy fans coming out. Um, but yeah, so so follow other Titans fans on Twitter, and um, it, it will make your online experience a lot better. I've actually done more so of that over the last year or so, and I love being on Twitter more so, especially when it comes to Sundays. There's um, so awesome accounts and, and the, the fans that you see on TV where we have chili pepper, chili peppers out there on social media. He's great. Yeah. Still looking for pineapple, man. If you guys can <laughs> find pineapple, man, if anyone knows the social accounts for pineapple, man, send them to us, please email them to us. Uh, tighten up pod at a to Z sports, Nashville.com. Send us, send us the, the, the social accounts for, pineapple man because we need to find him on social media i would love to have pineapple man on the podcast oh yes oh my gosh yes if we get pineapple man on the podcast i will i will wear a pineapple suit for a week (laughs) 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 so uh (laughs) i don't know why i just said that so my uh so kenny blanco's titans dumpster dive sweetness jr as he he writes Jarrett payton honestly this is this actually should have been my dumpster dive from the get-go because I grew up the biggest, biggest Walter Payton fan. I like I, I read books about him growing up. I tried to train like him when I would play like middle school and high school football. I I wore number 34 in football because of Walter Payton. I loved Walter Payton. When the Titans signed Jared Payton. I think he was an undrafted free agent. If not, he was very low um, round. But when they got Jared Payton out of Miami, I was stoked. Like I was, I was like, Oh, this is fate. I was like, you know, I was one of those guys that like felt like I was in a rom-com where I was like, Oh my gosh, this was meant to happen. I love Walter Payton so much that they signed the late Walter Payton's son, Jared. And I was so ready for him to be great. And he was like, good there in preseason for a little bit but just never never really found his found his feet and isn't that the case with so many superstars children and like hall of famers children like michael jordan had a kid who played at a small school in florida never really panned out as an nba player um there's so many examples king griffey jr is like one of the only people that i can think of that was an actual hall of famer after his father was a hall of famer yeah Uh, uh, Del 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 Curry's Del Curry's son. Yeah, Steph Curry's Seth. A good one. That's a good one. Oh no, no. Oh, sorry. I was talking with Seth Curry, Seth as, Curry. A, as an example of someone who didn't pan out. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Steph Curry did pan out. Seth yeah. Curry, he had his moments in the playoff last year. But no, you're right. It, it's rare that that these guys' children 
you know, I mean, they have such high expectations to live up to. It's probably hard on them. Right. Like, um, I mean, even, even like younger brothers too, like look at Pat Mahomes, younger brother. He just, he, all he does is make TikTok videos. He's a six, seven TikToker to look at this guy. What are you doing? Yeah. Why, why are you not playing sports? <laughs> um, no, yeah. So I was needless to say, I was kind of boned when when Jared Payton didn't pan out. So that is a great dumpster dive. Um, mm-hmm. He and he is doing he's doing some cool stuff now. I think he's back up in Chicago, working with um, I think the Bears broadcast team, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool job. Yeah. So it's cool that he's kind of like at least like falling in that uh-huh. legacy. Um, and then yeah, Robert Smith. Um, fantastic that's a, that's a remember name. the titan mm-hmm. right that's really good work good work kenny blanco we've had I, some great emails we really i have. don't i don't remember the stuffed bears though that he he brought up no i don't remember them either but if kenny blanco says it it has to be true oh i don't i'm not doubting kenny blanco for one second if there's one thing you know about kenny blanco he's the most truthful of all the blancos he's never lied to this podcast Never once, not that I know of, unless his dumpster dive is actually, you know, it better not uh, be his first lie. That would be a bad start, <laughs> Kenny Blanco. You don't want to start on the wrong foot with this podcast. No, you don't. Yeah, just ask Jonathan Hutton how much he <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Jonathan Hutton sucks so much. Oh my god, I can't stand him. I, you want to talk about a dumpster dive? <laughs> um kenny thank you so much for the email dude that was awesome if you guys have any emails you want to send um send us your dumpster dives remember the titans any uh topics or questions ideas we've had some we've had some great emails in the past that have asked questions like great like hypothetical questions that have led into some of our best segments on this Mm -hmm. podcast um so if you want to send your emails Send them to tightenuppod at a to z sports nashville.com. And, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we are, we'll, you, you, are guaranteed, you are guaranteed to have your email discussed on this podcast. We don't skip yeah. anybody. It, well, unless it's a, unless your email just sucks. Yeah. Um, if it sucks, we're going to skip you and there's nothing you can right. do. But really, the only way your email could suck if, is if it comes from, uh, um, jay hutton at 1045thezone.com. Um, if that's your email address, then yeah, I was probably not going to read each week. We like to play a game of remember the Titan. It's basically just remember that guy, but with, uh, Titans players, um, Jack, I'll go ahead and I'll turn to you. Do you want to go ahead and start off with your remember? the Titan? I would love to start off with mine. Mine is a running back. The Titans have had so many great running backs in their franchise's history. This one wasn't as great for the Titans. He did have some successful years in the NFL. His name is LeGarrette Blunt, and he was an undrafted free agent signed by the Titans coming out of college. He got in some trouble in college, if you remember, punching in or, or punching a Boise State player square in the face. Yeah. Um, at Boise State, after getting upset. After losing the game, he did. And, and so he comes to Nashville, starting on a new leaf. What does he do? Punches a defensive end square in the face in training <laughs> camp. And... and the Titans are forced to, to move on without him. They were in a period of time where they just moved on from Lindell White. Who better to replace him with troubled running back LeGarrette Blunt? And he, he comes to the Titans. He doesn't make it past the training camp. But he does have an 1,000-yard season in his rookie campaign in Tampa Bay. 
He wins. He goes on to win three Super Bowls because, of course, and I think he even had an 1,100-yard season in New England. Um, so LeGarrette Blunt would have loved for him to come correct. He did not come correct, and he was sent on his way and and left to uh, to marinate in Tampa Bay. Oh, nice. I like that. Uh, yeah, to me, LeGarrette Blunt was – you had Lendale White, and then you had Lendale Light. And that was LeGarrette Blunt. It was the same great taste, but without the tequila filling. Um, it was it was just better for you, and it would have been better for the Titans, in my opinion. I was actually I loved Jeff Fisher. I I I really liked him, even when people like I got frustrated with him all the time. Don't get me wrong, but I liked him ultimately as the leader of the Titans and the head coach of the Titans. But I probably the maddest I've ever been at Jeff Fisher was when they cut LeGarrette Blount out of training camp. Because I just had a feeling. I was, I was, and I'm not right a lot of times when it comes to my takes and my predictions. I I thought, I, I, I didn't, first time I saw Lady Gaga, I was like, oh, she'll never pan out. That's a ridiculous name. Um, and now here she is, one of the biggest pop stars in the history of music. So I, like, needs to say, like, when I give a take, it's usually wrong. That was the one exception to where I was actually right with LeGarrette Blount. And I was like, he's going to be great. And as you said, like the, his next year in Tampa, what he rushed for a thousand yards. Yeah. Yeah. First, first year in Tampa Bay, a thousand yards. My gosh, like that. Five yards. Imagine what he could have done to spell, um, Chris Johnson. Cause Chris Johnson was still that year. He was in Tampa. Uh, Chris Johnson was still with the Titans. Wasn't he? Was he not? Um, I believe so. It was the, it was 2010 was the year. But it would be like replacing smash and dash with smash and bash your face in because yeah, smash and bash did everybody <laughs> right. And it's like yeah, the Titans could have used a little little more fight like that. You know, they uh, obviously like they had Donnie Nicky and he was he was gone by that point or, or like that was his last year. So you needed someone to pick up the the punching. Um, and and he, he did he did it just, yeah to fill the punches void and in training camp and yeah i i was i i kind of wish laguerre and honestly i don't i feel worst of all for the headline writers at the tennessean think about how much fun they would have had with with they Blunt. got they got hurt they got screwed on that one yeah just get that, in, 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 a, in a titan's jersey for an entire season there's going to be at least four punching incidents you, right. you have to feel gypped if you're a tennessean writer yeah they're like it's a bad week to be a Tennessean writer, though. I mean, we don't have not to just having that. not just having a blunt in your backfield, but having a running back that also enjoys blunts in yeah. the backfield. So, mm. cannabis um, connoisseur Lindale White, right? Right. Oh man, I I haven't seen Lindale White in in a while. Do you think he's gotten like really fat? Uh I want to say no, but I, I have to say yes. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I saw him at the AFC Championship in Kansas City, like in the parking lot at the, one of the Titans tailgates. Saw him walking around, but he was wearing so many layers and everyone was wearing so many layers to where I couldn't tell. Yeah. And he's always had that round face. So I don't know. I just, I feel like if, if I saw him with like one layer of clothes on, I would be like, oh, wow, that's uh. I feel like I feel like if if you're Lindale White, you can only get so big, just because of I don't know his build. He, he I, I don't think you can get overwhelmingly enormous. Yeah, 
I don't know. Anyways, we'll stop talking about Lindale White's figure. Uh, who's your Remember the Titan? <laughs> All right. So everyone, everyone remembers Aldo Greco, right? Of course. Everyone, everyone remembers Rob Baronis. Am I correct in saying that? But the bridge that got us to each of those kickers was one, Joe Nedney. And I'll say, Joe Nedney was a Titans kicker from 2001 to 2004. And if you remember, like after Aldo Greco's kind of got the, the shanks, everyone started to freak out. Oh my gosh, we need a kicker. And Joe Nedney was that guy. He came in and he filled that void and he was great. And he was he was big too. I don't know if you remember the build of Joe Nenny, but he was he looked like he could have played inside linebacker. No, he, he was he was like Ryan Suckup before Ryan Suckup. Yes, he was he was tall. He was just he was a meaty guy. He um not like Saban- Sebastian Janikowski, where it's like you're fat and you're you look like you're just lazy. No, like he was like he was strong. Like he was just a large man. And yeah, bigger than like both Rockies, I think, like both Kalmas and Boyman. Um, but he was involved in the reason I love Joe Randy is he was involved in one of the most famous game winning field goals in Titans history. All right. Again, everyone remembers Baronis's 60 yarder against the Colts, right? Of course. I don't think I'm wrong in saying that everyone remembers Del Greco's game winner in the Titans' first game as Titans at Adelphia Coliseum against the Bengals, yes. It's right. But rarely do people bring up the 2002 playoffs. During the 2002 playoffs, Joe Nenny was involved in a, some may say controversial, and when I say some, I mean those in the Pittsburgh uh, area, but in a controversial running into the kicker penalty against the Steelers in overtime. Nedney, Joe Nedney had just missed a 31-yard field goal attempt in overtime, but then was given another opportunity by the penalty. And he ended up, obviously, he ended up making it. Titans beat the Steelers. They advanced in the playoffs. And the rest is history that they just another year in history that they didn't win the Super Bowl. But <laughs> but after the game, Joe Nedney had one of the greatest quotes by a Titan, dare I say, of all time. And he said, and I quote, he he was asked about, about the roughing the kicker penalty. And he said, and I quote, he got a pretty good hit on me. But when I'm done playing ball, I might try acting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Which to me is like almost like the stomping of the terrible towel like the original stomping of the terrible towel because it's not just it's it's like like pissing on the grave of Steelers fans but it's literally admitting like yeah yeah I totally like it was not roughing the kicker I acted and I got the flag and I mean it's like I mean it's it's gamesmanship it's kind of like stealing signs it's baseball it's kind of part of the sport it's what you do with that position if anyone Anywhere close to you, you go down like, like a heap of bricks. How many times have we gotten mad at punters when a guy has like grazed their leg and the punter didn't pretend to fall down or didn't flop? You know, it's like Pardon you always not. want your right. You're, you always want your punter to do that. So when your kicker does it, it's like it is awesome. And it was awesome. And gosh, I was listening to that game on the radio um, and 
man alive. It was, uh, I was losing my mind because I thought that the Titans had lost and I was like so devastated. And then they, then they, and then he, when he misses the field goal, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You've gotta be kidding me. And then there, Mike Keith, there's a flag on the field. Um, and then, yeah, then Nedney was a seasoned vet in the NFL. I, I think he stuck around for quite some time. I'm looking here, and it's 14 or 15 years. He was never, and, he was never a, a, a kicker who would consistently hit from deep, but he was steady Eddie in the middle of the field and in those mid-range field goals. And it, also, it is also hard to miss two 31-yard field goals in a row, so <laughs> props to him for, for writing that wrong. And he did pretty much play for – Almost every team in the NFL. It was it was weird up until he got to Nashville. I don't think he's. I think he's. I don't think he spent more than two seasons with a team, or even two seasons with a team in uh, outside of one time before he got to Nashville, uh-huh. and then he finished his career in San Francisco. He was pretty with good. Forty Niners. Oh, he was great. He had like five years there towards the end of his career. Um. Nedney's a great one though, because the he, even before you know to to bridge, they also had one bar Gary Anderson who we can't forget about. But um, <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right, that's right. Del Greco, Which, Anderson, Nedney, and and Baronis, they they've always had solid kickers. This is kind of the first time in a while where you don't know what you're getting out of the position. Nedney Nedney was the big like a majority of the bridge of the suspension bridge, and Gary Anderson was just like one bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how that's which is pretty you know it's fitting so uh-huh. but yeah no that thank you for reminding me about gary anderson gosh how could you forget little old gary anderson the, the cutest old man of all time oh he was so adorable like i wanted to just i wanted to just freeze him and put him in my garden as a garden gnome <laughs> <laughs> put put a garden gnome with a one bar face mask and that's you've got gary anderson one of the greatest kickers in nfl history I love, I loved the fact, you know, we always talk about how the Titans never get the big name free agents, but somehow they've managed to get both Randy Moss and Gary Anderson in their franchise history. Like, and you cannot, you cannot, you cannot talk about Randy Moss's career without at least mentioning the Titans. Same thing with Gary Anderson. Yeah, no, you're right. You're not wrong about that. And Gary Anderson with the Vikings for so long, but yeah, the Titans, they've always had good, good kickers. I mean, if not great, at least solid. And that's what Benny right. was. He wasn't great, but he was he was damn solid. Right. Until Cody Parkey. But yeah, no, you're right. It's always solid kickers until uh until recently. Which I'm I am hoping that streak that the Titans went on last year where they went what seven games where they didn't even attempt a field goal, that doesn't happen. And that's not going to happen, and that's never going to happen. So I'm really hoping that's an area mm-hmm. where the Titans figure out for this upcoming season the way the football gods work too the titans will have the most attempted field goals in the league this year it's just how it goes their red zone percentage will will absolutely dip and uh they're gonna need a lot out of the kicker position and that's just how football gods operate oh yeah without question um maybe maybe they can uh sign jamal adams to be their kicker i don't know maybe just throwing that out see if that sticks to the wall be a sneaky good kicker (laughs) <laughs> all right he is uh jack gentry i am austin huff you can find him on twitter at jack a gentry i am at austin huff hit us up on twitter we love to hear from you guys we love just interacting like we were talking about just titans community we love love just interacting and mingling amongst the the titans community and talking titans because 
it's obviously if there's one team that I am just openly and outwardly unabashed a fan of, it is the Tennessee Titans. Um, so we love them with all our hearts. So hit us up on Twitter, uh, follow the show at tighten up pod on Twitter at tighten up podcast on Instagram. And of course you got to be following a to Z sports at a to Z sports on all social platforms, because it's just, I mean, it's just, it's better for your sports fandom. Um, and if you need to email us, tighten up pod at a to Z sports, Nashville.com. Send us your emails. We'll read them on upcoming episodes. Jack, anything for the road? Just want to give another shout out to Kenny Blanco on a great email. Um, the hunt for pineapple man starts now, guys. We need to find him. So please, please point us in the right direction. I know somebody out there knows who he is. Yes. Yes. The hunt for pineapple man is is out there he is out there we just need to if someone's got a phone number email to us get we need to get into contact with him to get him on a future podcast um that which will be awesome um all right well uh i guess until next week until tuesday until until tuesday until tuesday at midnight oh yeah that's like when our podcast drop, right? <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't know we were getting that specific with it. Um, oh, okay. Until next week. <laughs> until, <laughs> until next week. Tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee.